You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I suck at dating with Mike, Ben, and Stephanie, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, we are back again. It's me, Mike Cawson, with Ben Higgins and Stephanie Pratt. And we're here one more week again, as we usually are, to help you at dating because we all suck. Oh, no. I think I'm just the sucky one now. Only you? Why? Well, Ben has a new girlfriend. Yeah, I feel like I'm hitting my stride. You're doing something right over yeah. there. Yeah. Who's, who's the I girlfriend? Do. Her name is, by the way, I got to start this by apologizing. I've got, I got the flu, so I'm going to be a little stuffy, a little bit congested, and that makes for a great podcast host. <laughs> um, but my girlfriend's name is Jessica Clark. She uh, was born and, uh, and continues to reside in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, um, she is an old Miss uh, graduate and is a very, very sweet person. So we've been dating for four months now. So I'm new, I'm fresh, but I am in a relationship. Okay, then you still probably need some advice. Oh, <laughs> right? I, yes, yes, 100%. I obviously need advice. Michael, uh, how's your relationship going? I know nothing about dating. I'm, I'm probably the worst at dating because I'm married, <laughs> so I really know nothing about... It's one of those, I feel like I would have that fear if I was thrown back into the dating pool, I wouldn't know what to do. Ooh, I really I, I really don't know. Like, I think just in four years of being married, I think things have changed enough, maybe. Well, I don't know. we have a really special guest on this week's episode. Marnie Batista is coming in studio. Fantastic. And she is a relationship guru with advice. So I also want to know what she thinks about how you were, how you chased Jana. I think that is like <laughs> the coolest story ever. Well, thank you. He literally on Twitter, he was like, I'm coming to your show four days later. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear what she thinks about that approach because I think the direct approach is everything. All right. Yeah. So that's she's coming on later, which is great. Do you think, I mean, Stephanie, you, you're the one here that's single. Are you sick and tired of people trying to give you advice on how to date? Or are you into this? I love it. Really? Duh, I suck at dating. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> how, how many, I feel like nowadays, since all right, Ben, you are new into a relationship, Stephanie, you're still single, how much of it is through social media? Is that like 
just the only dating pool? I don't actually, because I don't good really. I'm not a good social media person, so I've like never looked at messages or DMs. I don't get notifications. I mean, for all I know, Garrett Headland could be like hitting me up, <laughs> and I don't know. But um, and I also am really scared of dating apps. So mm. I really like advice because that is like the way now everyone is online and right. like even Wells, you know, met Sarah online. And right. it's, did you meet your girlfriend, Jessica online? Can, can we have a little story time? Yeah, yes, please. please. Okay. So this is how uh, Jessica and I met. I was in Nashville, Tennessee for a fundraiser. I was staying at the Hilton, which is downtown Nashville, right next to uh, Bridgestone Arena, which is where the Predators play. And there was a hockey team checking into the hotel. And I got curious and I was like, I wonder what hockey team this was. I'm going to go up to my room and get on Instagram and look at the top posts from this location because somebody's got to have posted from here and it will help me find out what team it is. So I went upstairs and I got on top post and Jessica's picture popped up. And I saw it and I was like, that girl is stunning. Who is this? So then I did what every normal person does. I clicked on it and started creeping on her. <laughs> and I noticed, I'm yeah, she's I'm doing that to re- her right now, by the way, on my phone. Yeah, I'm she's- Googling Ben Higgins and Jessica. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Um, and so I, I saw this and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to message her, uh, because that's weird. I'm just going to screenshot it. And then at some point I'm feeling confident, I'm going to message her. So I screenshotted her, her profile, totally forgot about it. Uh, six months later, I was cleaning out my phone cause I'd ran out of uh, storage, came across the picture and I was feeling good that night. It was uh, Thanksgiving evening. I had drank a little bit. Yeah, and so I messaged her and I said, Hey, uh, Jessica Clark, um, you said Jessica we don't- Clark. Clark. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Well, I, like, I just I felt, like that. I like the full name approach. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be let's be formal at the at the start. And so what happened was, I messed her. I said, I don't, I don't want you to ask too many questions because I don't want to tell you how I met you or how I know you. Uh, let's leave that for some time that we actually get to know each other, and then I'll explain. And she messaged back, and we haven't really stopped. Well, we haven't stopped talking since. Wow, oh, that's my that's my story. That's a pretty direct approach, too, like you're saying, Stephanie. Yeah, what was the first um, meetup? It was like a pretty uh, much a blind date, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah. So we had FaceTimed and talked on the phone for three weeks straight, all the time. And uh, it got to the point where I was just getting frustrated because I had I was interested in her. I was excited about her. Um, it was a new thing. And so one night, it was the opening of my new restaurant. And oh, I texted her. I said, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I texted her. I said, get a flight out here as soon as you can if you're interested in coming out. And so the next day, she showed up. Um, you didn't fly her out? I was about out? to say, she got her own flight? No, I did. Oh, no, no, okay. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're about to that jump bad, on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, so she flew out, and we spent the first weekend together. And, uh, and now we see each other probably about every two or three weeks. And it's been, what, four months? Wow. So it's new. It's exciting. Uh, it's She's just great. I mean, she. I've got a lot of issues. And I've never met anybody that uh, just like knows the issues, lo- like loves me through them. Like just like it's like supportive and backing and just like gets it. It's, it's really it's really fun. All right. We have someone special on the show to help us with all of my questions, Stephanie's questions, and Ben's questions. Her name is Marnie Batista. She's a dating coach and specialist, and she's coming on here soon to help us out with all our problems. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. 
Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. I don't know about you guys, but I've always had a problem finding the right bra size. With Third Love, guess what? They come in half sizes. Literally, there is a fit for every woman. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Vanessa now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Good for you, man. Well, that's awesome. Well, we have someone, a specialist here to chime in on this. Now in studio is Marnie Batista. Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to our podcast. Super excited to be here. Thanks for coming on. So 
We are here. We Our podcast is all about We Suck at Dating. We have Ben, who's newly in a relationship, Stephanie, who's single, and I'm married, so I'm definitely bad at dating. So, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, thank goodness. That's probably a good thing. But you have to date your honey. Exa- oh, see, interesting. I, I'm married, there we too. Go. You I love totally it. have to date your honey. I love it. See, Legend. So talk about. Let's hear about this. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. And the... I was asking Ben and Ashley, again, Ben's recently in a relationship, Stephanie's still single. What do you see out there nowadays, Marnie, with your expertise? I asked the question of, is everything just based around social media? Is everything through DMs? Is everything through connecting with each other? Like, how are people meeting in an old-fashioned way? Well, I think the thing is, is that it's a buffet, right? right. Like, right. And, and that's kind of a problem because, you know, you go to a buffet and you just want a little bite of everything and there might be something coming. So, yes, save a little room. So I think that people are really limiting themselves emotionally because of that. There's always a little guard up. But if you want to meet someone who is sharing your, you know, your passions, you still got to like get out. Right. Right. Like you got to, you got to get out in the town. Do something. Well, yeah. And when you're out doing stuff that's just normal, like Starbucks or Trader Joe's, people are on their damn phones. Right. That's the thing. Right? When I go out and I get like all dolled up, I stop doing this and I'll go put myself at the bar, like basically like, guys, come hit on me. <laughs> no one talks to me. Are you on no your phone? One. No, I'm never on my phone, actually. You don't know this about me, but I'm Amish. I swear to I'm going to stop saying it. I say it every week on the podcast. Um, no, I'm not on my phone. I like make myself very available. I don't have my arms crossed. I mean, I'm basically saying... You don't even have to buy me a drink. Just ask me what name is. Have I, you ever initiated a conversation? Well, I was going to ask that. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's if, I, if the bar is crowded and someone's like cute, I'll go towards them and I'll be like, oh my God, it's so crowded. You know, like I will. But I going out gets me nowhere. I stopped doing it because I'm just like washing my makeup off at night. Just being like, oh, this Which sucks. is so annoying. The worst. The worst. So here's the thing. Maybe don't go to bars with the intention to like get hit on because what i'm thinking is you might have a vibe of like hit on me and an actual nice guy might be intimidated by that because mm-hmm. you're really beautiful oh thanks. yeah got a lot so what i'm thinking is you're sitting there like and you've got this like hit on me and someone might interpret that as are you good enough to hit on me Ugh. i could see that and no, i feel I'm like- just screwed well no so what i'm thinking is if you're less I want you to be intentional, but if you're less like going with the mindset of like hit on me and more like I want to make some connections and you also go to places that aren't like places where men hit on women and you're just feeling like natural and comfortable and doing your thing and you're open and you're not waiting for that, you're going to be more approachable. Yeah. I mean, I don't like dress scandalous. I Like when I go out, I'm always like, I hope there's hot guys there. There better be hot guys there. Well, so, so what you just said, there better be hot guys there is like then the energy's like there better be hot guys there. And that kind of leaks out. But if you're just going someplace and you're just not going with that intention, my guess is from doing this a long ass time is you're more approachable. Huh. I can see that because just reverting back to the days that I was single going out with my buddies and thinking in my head the same thing. I hope there's hot women there. I hope there's hot girls there. And I hope, you know, get lucky tonight or something like that. The nights you go out with that mentality were the nights you're, you never I felt like anyway. we were going home alone. And then the nights that you just kind of went out just to hang out with your friends and have a good time, things just happen platonically without you even trying. 
and it just happens. You're like, oh, well, I wasn't even expecting this, but here it is. You're 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 just more chill. Also, guys are much better at doing that than women. Because like if a bunch of oh, guys yeah. go out, and I'm sure you've seen this, you got right, they're just actually out having a good time. They're just hanging out. They're not really focused on that. That's the thing. They're just hanging out with each other. Yeah, because but that's that's what Wait, guys yeah. but that's what guys do. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what guys do. That's it's it's so annoying. But, but Marty, think- I, I gotta pause you here for one second though. I'm listening to all of this. Everybody has great advice. Everybody has this good insight. But what makes you the person to give this advice? Like, where does your background come from that now you're a dating expert? Right here. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> because, Ben, I sucked at dating. I got married when I was 22. Wow. I know. Basically, because, you know, I slept with a guy and then he called me the next day. So I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one. He's That's the it. one. I'm like, Yes. So I got married. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I was pretty unhappy, but you know, I was a different de- generation ish. And then I was just really unhappy. And so I got divorced and then basically a younger, hotter guy. I met him online. He's the same guy with a different face, super douchey, but really hot. Which online? Uh, this was you, Craigslist used to have this thing called Misconnections. Oh my God. I remember <laughs> your commercials. Yeah. So. I totally, my girlfriend was like driving in LA and she saw this guy in a Tahoe and then my other friend had met someone on Misconnection. So I was totally like stalking Misconnections, right? And I totally like wrote to this guy and he wasn't like, he wasn't the guy who she saw, but I totally, I just started talking to him. And he's your now husband? Hell no. Uh, No, he, I just totally did the same thing. Like I thought it was the ex-husband. But it was just me. Uh, like, Every, everyone's done that. Well, totally. So I, I, I figured out a different way. So back to Ben's question. So I dated in LA for like five years and I really figured out how to do it with like my dignity intact and feeling really good about myself and feeling like I was choosing. And I dated a lot and I had a lot of fun. And then I met my husband who's super hot, eight years younger than me. And we've been together oh, for girl. 10 years. But now I, I studied a lot and I'm certified and all that kind of stuff. But now I've been coaching men and women for the last 10 years and I have like an incredible success rate because everything that you're doing is what most people do and it's totally counterintuitive to do it any other way. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, for pretty much five years, I was never looking because I was, I live in London and I have three businesses over there and then a TV show that I do. So it was just work, work, work. Like I put work before my family, before finding a boyfriend. All my friends are getting married. They're having babies. And I'm just like turning into this weird single lady in her 30s. Totally. So I never put myself out there. But now since I've been back in LA, I've been wanting to kind of just to share experiences with. You know, like I this year I actually have time to travel. And I went to travel with someone. Like I just went to Hawaii last week by myself. So, you know, I want a partner to do things with me, but it's just, I don't know if it's just LA. I mean, I'd love to hear what you think, but I feel like every guy here is just like, you know, I could sleep with any, any girl and they just wait for girls to come up to them because they know they will. So the other thing is you got, if you're getting guys like that and you're looking for an actual high quality guy, he's not probably out, you know, like. At a bar, but these are this is like nice, like Dantana's, Craig. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter. Honestly, like the kind of guy that you really want is a different guy. It, when you're meeting the same kind of guy over and over again, right? 
the results are showing you that your like picker is off. You're not attracting like a high quality guy who's looking for partnership. You're looking for someone who just wants to hook up, someone who just wants. And by the way, if you're a little ambiguous, like do you want like a serious relationship or do you just want like casual dating, right? You have to get really clear on your intentions because that it's almost like you have an unconscious radar. So oh. where, where can Stephanie find, like, where, where do you go to find these? Well, who are you, like, what are you actually looking for? Like, what is your, like, specific relationship goal? Well, I'm talking to three guys right now. Okay. Um, I want to be exclusive with someone, like, in a monogamous okay. sexual relationship. But I don't want it to be serious. At the minute, I, relationships to me, like, feel like prison. I'm very much, like, give me my passport. I'm free independent ever since I was 18 when I was 18 I moved to Paris like I like complete freedom and space so I am scared of a serious relationship where I'm you know you're never home you're never home you're okay bingo this is your problem oh what? <laughs> what? Yay, what because you're putting out mixed right so the fact that you're scared what you're scared of kind of what you want because it's going to be really hard to find a quality guy who wants to have a monogamous serious relationship with no strings attached what are the strings well like freedom right like it would have to be someone that was just as ambitious or very busy with work where they didn't have time for anything else but had time to see every now and then but that's like a needle needle in a haystack well not only that own life i have my own life and then we have a little life together where you know but see the thing is the little life together is so ambiguous and one person usually gets emotionally connected it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and so your guard is up girl and that is why you're attracting men who are perfect for someone whose guard is up and what kind of men are they men who don't want to have an emotional connection They're casual. They're just, it's like, this is like a math problem, Ben. This is why I do what I do because it's your, your, your intention is fine, but you're going to attract guys like that. And they're not going to be able to give you that like Venn diagram bit because I think you want probably a little bit of an emotional connection. You want to share things, right? So it's kind of, you're asking for something. I don't think this possible. So if I was coaching you like somewhere else, I'd be like, let's look at why relationships are prison because you could have one and still have freedom. But I've tried and they all resent me and it's awful. I know, but you didn't. But have, I also work more than uh, the guys. I, so uh, yeah, I, this is what I do is I specialize in women who are really, really successful. Mm-hmm. And there's just all this shit that goes with being successful, right? Because you do, you want what you want. You're smart. You don't have to settle. You want freedom. What's interesting is like, in our culture is that used to be a man thing right right and now it's a woman thing and so there's no there's like no paradigm there's no model so women don't know how to do it so you can totally have a relationship with the right guy who totally gives you freedom he wants freedom but you also have emotional connection i can i can see where that is harder to find though for for a successful woman to find a a man who's comfortable in them being that successful and ambitious because when I met my my now wife, I was retiring from the NFL, so kind of my career was was ending, and I, I just I felt like I became her husband. I felt like I lost my identity and who I was, and I was just kind of like along for the ride. And that takes a toll on a man, you know. Even as someone who, you know, I had a su- successful career and I thought I was doing well, but regardless, it's it takes a toll on you emotionally and mentally. So it totally does. And my husband you, had a bit you, of that. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Did you ever? not resent her but kind of get yeah. frustrated yeah 100 i and i started and feel I, emasculated yeah i started saying things like oh it's just jana's world 
It's her world. Okay, I guess I'm just along for the ride. What I have to do isn't important. Right. Oh yeah, it, we we had a we had a you know a lot it's, of issues around. It's that stuff. a thing, but the thing is because there there are men who are at the place where you are now. Like you got through that thing right. with her. Oh yeah. So there are men who are single who who already work through their own stuff, and they are looking and they're actually attracted to someone like you and they want to fit into your life and they want to support you and not be like you know the the rock star so i i want you to not be afraid of relationships there's three i'm afraid of the guys like how did you work through that because i had a boyfriend dump me four years ago that i lived with Mm -hmm. and it was basically he was so emasculated because he right he was just a rich kid and so I was out every day and he wasn't. Yeah, it's just for me, it was finding my identity again and finding something for myself. And Jan and I had so much work to do individually. And ultimately, it became it came down to us communicating, me doing a lot of therapy and a lot of work with myself. Really? And a lot of it stemmed from issues of me never feeling I was good enough in life, period. That stems from when I was a child and, and that you know just kind of carries with you into your adult self. So a lot of that was working through that, which I still struggle with with from time to time so you know never thinking i was good enough for her or any or I, know I was never good enough in what i was doing in my life was a lot of the reason on why i was just felt emasculated and felt like i was along for the ride but again like like marnie said there are men out there that are in their 30s that have done that work or don't have those issues and you know see an attractive woman and if they come up to them at, at a bar it's like wow like that can take somebody you know for a whirlwind in a good way I've never ever heard a guy say what you just opened up about that you like had those issues. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I know you are. That, you're yeah. amazing. Oh, that, well, that's you. so great. So you thank want you. a guy like that? He's emotionally intelligent. Right. So and an emotionally intelligent guy, self-aware, can handle you, right? But you need to you need to do some of the I think some of the stuff that he's talking about so that you're you're open because I think whatever happened to you four years ago or whatever, you're like it's like it was a lot. Well, I was just telling um, the guys in the room earlier before you got in here off off the podcast that someone asked me about my motocross ex-boyfriend from the hills. And I said, you know what happened? I was filming my last scene at Kristen Cavallari's house and we finished it. We all were like outside her patio talking about stuff. So Adrena, Lowe, Kristen and I, and I got a text from my boyfriend that I brought on the show saying um, it's over. So he broke up with me the minute the show ended. Wow. And so, that's the second, that was the first time, but it's happened, because I'm on another show in London. So it's happened on that show too. So I, I just don't have any good. You don't have any evidence that you can that there have That there's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. And of course you would feel crappy about it. That, su- they that either, sucks. They either use me or I, I emasculate them. Ben, how you were talking about, you know, you and Jessica and your new relationship flourishing and you kind of admitted to having some issues and to her just kind of loving you regardless of what you have going on. Can you speak on that kind of like in the in the topic that we're talking about? Yeah. How did you guys yeah. make it exclusive? I always want to know that in an early relationship. <laughs> well, you know, I think it, we can all speak openly about, you know, what our personal preferences are. But for me, I've never been able to date I don't think I've ever dated anybody like multiple people at the same time. 
mm-hmm. I, I, like I don't think I ever have and I don't think I would do it well not that I, I'm against it I actually kind of wish at some point I would have been able to date and actually just date but as soon as I start to enter into something it feels like I I can't manage multiple text yeah. threads at once like it just gets <laughs> it just gets too much too soon for Jessica and I as we started I think because of who she is as a person and her morals and values. I knew very early on if I wanted to try to make it work with her, then I had to be somewhat exclusive, at least be intentional about how we're going to date and not drag her along. So that never really was a conversation other than when she showed up for the first time, I said, do you think this is something that you'd like to see pursued? And if so, I don't want to date anybody else right now. And she said, I don't want to date anybody else either. So it just kind of went like that. And that's how it worked. It happened pretty fast. I think Michael, to answer your question, for me, I've had a lot of insecurities in dating, um, which I think most people probably have. But I, I, after a couple failed relationships, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back into it and be successful again. Or the other point was, I didn't know if I was even interested in getting back into a relationship again. I thought I was pretty good being single. But what Jessica does is she takes everything about me as a single man and enhances it because of her partnership. So moments that I am insecure, she's there to kind of help me and fill that gap. Moments that I I need more rest, she's there to push me to get more rest. And so she just takes who I was as a single man. It doesn't take anything away from me, but adds to life. Um, Yeah, there's some sacrifices I've had to make, right? I mean – I can't go out with my buddies every night of the week anymore. And, um, there's some, but those are good and healthy steps. My buddy said this best and, and Marty, I, I really want to hear, cause I'm reading more and more about what you've done and a lot of it is science based. And so I want to hear from that, but I also want to hear if this is a common feeling. Stephanie, I don't know if you could relate with this or not, but when I was getting ready to enter into a relationship with, with Jessica, I called one of my best friends and I was telling him, Hey, I'm scared. I've been single for a long time. My identity is being single. Uh, honestly, like I've made a career off of being single. When I got in the public, people recognize me as being single. And the part of that I started to realize was I was getting really comfortable getting sympathy because I was single. I didn't know this at the time, but I liked the fact that I could walk into a room and that I, in a sense, could take the victim mentality and that people would would not judge me or criticize me or they would they would actually be interested in my life because I was single. They would ask me further questions about who I was because I was single. And I got addicted to it in a sense. And my buddy said this. He goes, nothing that you're saying is, is crazy just because of the life that you've lived. And he said, I don't know if Jessica is the one or the one preparing you for the one. But what I will tell you is even though this next stage of life with a partner – may not be as exciting or sporadic or free what it will do it, it will make up it, it will be more fulfilling more joy-filled and more purpose-filled than anything you've done before and I, I at that moment when he texted me that i made the choice and i'll end this here because i've gone on and on i made the conscious choice i remember in that moment to say i'm willing to risk giving up the excitement um the the the, the excitement the thrill um the dating game for the chance that maybe with a partner, my life would be more fulfilled. And that was a scary, scary commitment. But I remember the moment I said, I'm willing to take that risk. And so I think Michael and Marty and, you know, Stephanie and I are still kind of sitting here. You guys can speak to that. And it is something that I just felt recently. I mean, that's a, a four, like four months ago. And it was a big decision for me, again, to enter back into a, a committed relationship and giving up that freedom. I think what you said is so profound. Only that literally, and I can't remember where it was, but I saw you. On I don't know what show. And I was like, that dude is addicted to being the victim. 
Right? A hundred percent. I think it was on maybe winter games or something. You walked in, you were like a mess. And I turned to my family. I'm like, he's addicted to being the victim. And that we get an identity of that. And there's an unconscious gain. And what's amazing is you figured out what that gain was and you decided what is it that I really want in my life? And your friend said, do you want that as your experience? Or do you, are you willing to be vulnerable and take a risk, let go of that identity and be in a healthy, fulfilling relationship? Just the fact that you were yeah. able to own that and yeah. then be an action of it. Cause people yeah. all day long talk about, you know, I'm going to change, but the fact that you did it is huge. And you, and it is, it's scary to do that. These two boys, I'm just so impressed right There's now. There's so many <laughs> out there. No, there but are. they like are really on, like, I don't know. But they are, but, but they had to be the shitty boyfriend first. Oh yeah. Right. And so you're meeting these guys that are in, I call it manvolution. They haven't manvolved yet. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of get they're like, you know, their ankles are, they're, they're, We're gorillas. yeah, they're, We're gorillas. they're dragging on the ground. But it seems like, sorry, if I could jump in here for Please. a moment, it seems like it's our, our long-term girlfriends and wives are the ones that evolve us. How do you find a guy that has somehow managed to evolve on his own? Is that, is that what you want? Well, somebody who's divorced? Well, no, but somebody who's gone through a big, people don't change unless they have pain. Right. And so someone who's gone through pain is motivated. People aren't motivated to change or be emotionally whole until they're in a marriage with someone they care about or whatever it is and be like, oh, crap, if I don't fix this, I'm going to lose something important, which is why, like in my relationship after five years, because my husband was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my freedom. Right. Because he had this definition of relationship where he couldn't do what he wanted to do. So we had to confront it. So there's guys out there that are doing the work, especially today, especially actually in L.A., because, you know, we're becoming more conscious and self-aware. So I just want you to find that guy instead of these kind of like yeah, well, less about Ben, that. you completely nailed it because I'm the exact same way. The show that I was on in London for five years, I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend unless it was a cast member. So. Jeez. If I had a boyfriend, I would have been fired and I would have lost my visa and I'd be back in L.A. So it's one of those things that I just was always not pigeonholed, but I was, you know, single and I'd have like, you know, a kiss here and there with like a cast member. But then coming back here, like on the hills is everyone is married or in a relationship. And I thought it'd be really like, I think it's great that I'm single on the show because they get to follow, you know, different things that I do, not just, you know going to the park and playing on swings. So I feel like for my job, I need to be single. And I also think that, I don't know if I have guy fans or whatever, Uh but I'm scared that, you know, I'm going to lose that kind of demographic if I'm in a relationship. Like I've heard that if you're single in the business, you're more... Yeah, well, yeah. I can't you're more, it. you're well, like, you're, you're, you're got, you've got you've people, got more fans more, and more, yeah. more marketable because they have more reasons yeah. to that talk about it. you. It's, oh, you're dating yeah. this person or you're dating right. that person new. What's to stop you, Stephanie, from something that Ben said that stuck out to me where he communicated from the beginning with Jessica, hey, this is what kind of I'm looking for, being exclusive with somebody. Are you game for that? What's to stop you from maybe, maybe making that statement to a guy that you start to be interested in? Be like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm willing to give. I'm busy with work and traveling, but I'm able to give you know this amount of time. Or is that something you'd want to do? I could definitely do that. I mean, one of the guys that I'm talking to lives in Chicago. And 
we just met when I was in Hawaii and we mm-hmm. were talking. But like obviously I need to go out there or we're like maybe saying that he was gonna meet me out in London mm-hmm. in July, but Yeah, all that just seems up in the air. Totally. I mean what is Ben, is your relationship long distance? It is long distance. She's in Nashville, I'm in Denver. Um we set a goal where we would never leave each other without having a second or a time to see each other again planned. Stephanie, I'm listening to all this and I'm not the one to give advice. I honestly have zero advice to give. You and I are feeling very similar things, right? Marnie has spoke to it. Michael has spoke to it is, you know, giving up that singleness does make us more marketable. So I had to ask the question, what do I want and what do I see and what do I dream of for the future? Marty, we're sitting here and, and I'm reading through, and a lot of your stuff is science-based. A lot of it is uh, pulling somebody together based on neuroscience. Um, and you're telling – Stephanie's sitting here saying, hey, I do want at least a partner. Maybe not a relationship, but a partner. How does she then go about doing this? Can you can you give us any insight in how this – like how she can scientifically go out and find her her mate or her man at Thanks, a bar? Ben. I love <laughs> yeah. that. I love that. Well, so first of all, the reason why it's science-based is because you have these like neural pathways that have been ingrained over and over again that when I put myself out there or when I do this, I get hurt, right? So it's normal for you to have your guard up because you don't feel safe. You know, it's so funny. So I went on a date with um, actually Ben's friend, Derek Path, uh, two weeks ago. And I didn't even realize I did this, but when I sat down... Say you're Derek. Yep. I walked in. I was late. And I sat literally where Michael was. I like there was like four or five feet distance. And I didn't realize that until like he went on the podcast and was saying she sat <laughs> well, in another well, country. <laughs> well, I call I call it. So your brain puts up. I call it like a love shield. Right. It's like you can't see it, but a guy can sense it. And you, and this guy, Derek, was like, that was that was weird. So what we have to do, like if I was going to work with you is we have to create new neural pathways and sort of get rid of all of the stories that you have going on that you're not safe and teach you how to actually be in a place where you can have what you want and be emotionally safe so that you don't get hurt. But you have to be with a higher evolved man to get that. So you can have the conversations that he's talking about. Cause the right guy will be like, yeah, let's do it. Or what Ben was saying, okay, we're going to do long distance. What are my expectations? What, how are we going to set this set this up and that that's intentional okay in your book how to find a quality guy without going on 200 dates is this something that if i read it'll kind of be like a guidebook is to- it coaching or totally this- totally so i mean there's three steps to the process it's reveal release rejuvenate so the first thing is we have to kind of reveal what's at the unconscious of all of this it's coming out in your your i call it leaking you're leaking, right? You're leaking by you're sitting across. You're leaking because you're saying relationships are a prison. I bet if I looked at your text messages, you're probably leaking all over the place. So we have to really get what... It's a damn flood. It's a flood. <laughs> it's a flood. And that's what's confusing, guys, is because you're so, you know, you're pretty and you're, and you've got this great, like, public personality and you're fun. And so that it's, like, confusing, right? So we have to re- we have to get to the root of that. Then we have to release it. You cannot really release it just by talking about it. I mean, I'm a fan of therapy. It's amazing. But mm-hmm. there has to be different elements. It has to be integrated. That's a whole other conversation. But we have to release it. And then rejuvenate is how do you date and show up looking for what you want in a way where none of that stuff is present, which means kind of teaching you how to flirt, how to be open, where to go, what to say, 
um, because there's a gap, right? When you get rid of what doesn't work, then you're like, well, how do I do it differently? Uh-huh. How do I be strong and safe, but also be approachable? Okay. What is, you're what is, at me yeah, like, no, what I'm like, I was going to take notes, but like, I'm, I have it in my brain. It's in the book. Perfect. Do you have Did anything? you bring books for us, by the way? No, but I'll get you some. Okay. And my story, my, my, my story of, of the guy in the Tahoe is quite, Ooh. quite interesting as well. <laughs> I have one quick question. Okay. I know Michael's got something. Um, with texting. Yes. Is, or do you have any theories or rules that yes. girls shouldn't text first? but they should respond right away because that's kind of what I do. You, uh, respond when it's appropriate to respond. Don't play games. I don't. Like, okay, good. No. I also have what I call the rule of thumb, which maybe you guys can appreciate this. Don't send a text message longer than the thumb. <laughs> oh, God, that's good. <laughs> right? That is good. That is good because, first of all, guys, guys have like 7,000 words a day and women have 21,000 words a day. Yeah. So when you, they get something like this, they're literally like, oh, God. That's I like hearing we need to talk. Even when my wife sends me a long text like that, I'll look at it and I'll put my phone down and kind of prepare myself. Like, I have no idea what this is going to be about. Like, I'm not and I'll just like pick it up later oh and be like, okay. God. I mean, I can, I, I can look at them. So, so number one, rule of thumb. That's right? really funny. Do not, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> okay. So is it wrong that I never text first that I wait for them, but then I just respond the minute I get it. Well, it depends right where you are. Cause you have to meet a guy's energy. So if he's texting you all the time and then you're just doing like one word answers or you're never initiating, he's not going to be clear. Men are simple ish. We're, we're children. Yes. We're, we're children. So they need to know they need like approach approach, especially today. Men are really super hyper vigilant about over approaching so if you never, like I've had clients, the guys be like, I just, you you never reached out. Like, I don't get it because we've gone on like three or four dates. So then it's the like, hey, I was thinking of you or, you know, like there's this cool thing. Like, what do you think? You know, so you want to, and that's that prison thing you got going. It'll be like two days of full on talking, FaceTime, but then like five days can go by and we don't talk. And I always want to be like, hey. But you can, you can, you can though. Really? Because yeah. I don't want to make it look like I'm, but that, I don't want to. If the guy's really interested, then number one, he'll probably keep communicating throughout. There won't be like a week that goes by, in my opinion. And number two, if you do reach out and he's actually interested, he'll be happy to hear from you. Exactly. And it'll wean itself off. out if he's not. That's, so not he, that's not going to turn it's him It's not. But, really? but here's what's I, more interesting. Why, I, why are you asking those questions? Like, I don't want you to be like, I don't want to do that. You're like totally all in your head about yeah. like this big manipulation to try and get a guy to do this. Well, no, I'm just really worried that like I'm being too I much. I know, but you're, I but don't want to be because I like literally in London, I learned be mean to keep them keen. Okay. That is not what we do at Dating with Dignity. <laughs> but here's the thing. You will attract a guy who is in it for the chase only if you do that. Great. Okay, because I don't want that. I just want to be myself and nice. Yes, I want you to be nice too. I am nice. I know. Text. Oh my God, I'm going to text him. (laughs) (laughs) I can help you. I can figure out what you should say. Do you know, Stephanie, what, is there anything that comes up for you when Marnie talks about like what you're scared of or your whole mindset about relationship as a prison? Like, do you know where that comes from for you? Like why you have that outlook? You know, I've just never had a serious relationship. I've never had a year relationship. 
my longest one was when I was 17 and it was 11 months. Yeah, there's something to that. And by the right? way, you guys noticed how her energy is totally softened just in this conversation. Yeah. You came in and you were like, you were like business girl, like whatever. And now you're like, you're open. There's a difference. Yeah. That's so funny. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, so I, it's weird because my parents met on a blind date and they are so in love, best friends, been married like 40 years or something. And my brother and his wife, been together 12 years, obsessed with each other. So I've got all these amazing role models. And so I just, I think I've set the bar too high. But when I see true love, like I do with my family, like, and I know it exists, I keep waiting for that because I know it does exist, not to settle. You can't say, like you just said, I want true love. And then like over here, you're like, but I don't, I just want a Venn diagram thing. Oh, that's like later when I'm like ready to get married. Okay. So you have to figure out how to find find your Venn diagram guy. What was your role in your family? So like, were you the good girl? Were you the overachiever? Were you the rebel? What was your role? Um, At first, I was a really good girl in science club and horseback riding. And then I got introduced to drugs when I was 15. So that was very bad. They like not just a nice drug like weed, like very heavy yeah. ones. Um, so I was, I OD'd a couple times in and out of rehabs and was arrested twice. I mean, I had a very long struggle with drugs. Um, and then, yeah, so I was, you know, a nightmare. I was a rebel. But then in my early twenties, I like got together, started working and I haven't like, and so I then want- you started to be an achiever. Yeah. And all I want to do, like the reason I work so hard, all I want to do is just give my parents everything. I just want to give them a million dollars. They don't need it, but like they, I mean, they saved my life so many times. Like my mom broke yeah. into my window for one of them. Like I just love them so much that the reason I work is to make them proud of me, to like say thank you for saving me. So if I can sort of piggyback up on what you were saying, my guess is that because you were a trouble, you know, for a while, that now you're sort of like, oh, overcompensating right the like am i good enough yet am i good Mm -hmm. enough yet am i good enough right and so that's part of all of this stuff so your 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 guard is coming from that time in your life then you're getting all this validation from being the achiever right is it false validation if i'm getting it from you know press and no 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 it's real but it's your safe happy comfy zone right because you never really had a time because you were either in trouble Right. Or you were like really successful. And so now you're getting all this validation from being successful. So that's why it's like changing it up. Right. Like Ben was talking about changing the identity is really scary because you've only been drug girl or achiever girl. So who are you? I don't know. I know let's we'll figure it out. out. We need to figure it Marnie, out. Marnie, before we wrap up and our time yes. is done with you, I'm going to ask one more question. And Ben, maybe you can chime in about this too. So you, I know in your book and everything, you talk about um, increasingly confusing gender roles. Yes. And this is something from the outside being married, looking in with all of the Me Too movement and everything like that. What is your kind of mindset with men approaching women nowadays and you know giving them compliments? And how do, how do guys know what to say to women? It's such and, ben, a thing. and Ben, did you come across that since you've been, you know, obviously you're not single anymore, but when you were single, did you, did any of that come into your head when you were dating? I mean, yeah, I, I think my, the best advice I've ever been given is just to be 
like unashamedly uh, yourself. And so when it comes to what I'm saying or what I'm doing, I have to respond and always talk from a place of uh, now as I get older, what I'm actually trying to feel and say, I'm, I'm done jumping around and trying to play games and not communicate clearly. I have to just speak from what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling and what I want out of this certain situation. And then honestly, the communication feels a lot clearer and better and it's helped my relationship so far so i guess in the four weeks or four months that i've been dating it's working i think a big thing is and there's a new study out this is that one of the things that men are now worried about on a regular basis that never existed before is do you think i'm a perpetrator yeah right so just imagine the average guy who's like texting or can we meet for coffee or can i walk you to your car the back of his mind he's like if i ask her to walk you know, I can walk her to her car. Is she think I'm going to like rape her? Right. Is she get right? So that's why it's really important um, as our roles and, and the power sort of is shifting um, is for women to really be in their sort of, I'll call it feminine energy, but to really do those things like let a guy know where you stand and what you want. And that's through direct communication, verbal and nonverbal, because a guy, especially a quality guy is going to err on the side of like pulling back. Um, and so you got to make it loud and clear, like what's okay and what's not okay. All right. That is, that is right there. The, the, the best conversation that we can have right now is where, uh, men and women are coming together to say, how in the world can we date each other well and make each other feel the most respected, the most appreciated and the most enjoyed through that without coming off creepy. If, if you could become an expert in that, I am definitely reading your new book as well. Awesome. Dating with Dignity. It's all about dignity. Where else can our listeners find you there, Mark? You can go to our podcast, The Dating Den. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Love it. Subscribing you- now. Subscribing <laughs> now. I, you know, come on. I'll coach you on the show. Oh, I'm not oh, letting you leave this great. building without talking. Okay. <laughs> Marnie, thank you so much for it's being here. We really appreciate time. our time. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. For everyone trying to get into their beach body shape, I know it's hard to consistently go to the gym and work out and make yourself you know, get to the place you want to be. It's hard, especially when you don't know how to handle the thoughts and obstacles that hold you back from making progress with your body in in the shape you want to be in. Most people who lose weight gain it all back. Why? Because most weight loss plans just tell you what to do while you're on the plan, not after the fact. With Noom, you'll lose the guilt and learn how to develop a new relationship with food. Look, it's time to try something different. Try Noom. It's a weight loss plan in the palm of your hand, literally right on your phone whenever you need it. Noom just asks you to commit 10 minutes a day to you. That's it. Take 10 minutes for yourself. With Noom, you'll have personalized training and your own support team for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or personal trainer. Your goal specialist is a behavior change professional, nutrition expert, and fitness trainer all in one. Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits, in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Dean. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Dean to sign up for your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash Dean. Start losing weight for good. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun with Marnie. I think we all three of us learned something there. I love that. The the dating part of life is maybe one of the most difficult. And it's always intriguing. I mean, on, I think you can make a really good living right now being an expert in dating. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this whole podcast is successful on the idea that you're bad at dating. So just talking about dating seems to be a hot topic today. So it's, it's, it's people like Marty who study the art of dating, um, and comes up with advice for people like myself and Stephanie and even you, Michael, you're married, but you're still dating. You're still dating your wife in a way that, uh, I think I'm always interested to talk to you brought up a good point. And I'll close with this at the, at the very end of this, that conversation, there is, there's a topic that I think will be it coming more increasingly more and more, um, talked about, uh, in, in the generation we live in. And it's how do how do men respond to women and how do women respond to men in, in the dating world? And how do men now do it without feeling like a creep? And how do we flirt? both sexes flirt with each other or how do you flirt with your partner if you're interested in the same sex how do you flirt in today's world without coming off as a creep or like you're trying to get somewhere um that you're maybe not so that is a conversation that i'm sure this podcast will talk about for a long time but it's not why we're here and michael i know there's more to talk about and more emails to read absolutely mark you got any emails i do indeed you know when people want dating advice they come to their favorite dating podcast hosts that's us mike costin and ben higgins uh, this is from Anonymous. She says, my boyfriend and I have been fighting because we both feel the other doesn't do enough. I always say it's easy to buy flowers every once in a while. And he always says, well, I can do little things for him too. So my issue is, what is the equivalent of flowers for a guy? 
He tries to eat healthy, so treats are out of the question, and I'm a broke grad student. I want to do things to make him happy and feel appreciated, but I'm not very creative, and I can't think of anything good. Help, I suck at gifts. Do you have any suggestions? All right, Anonymous. I do have one that came to mind that my wife and I do together, and that is write notes. So get some post-it notes, okay? They're like 75 cents at the (laughs) CVS, whatever it is. And go get some. If he gets you flowers or whatever, or even if you want to do it, put write a note, write something sweet, say how proud of you, proud of him you are, whatever the reason may be. Stick it on the mirror in front of his side of the sink. Or oh my god! Put, or put it in his put, pocket. Yeah, put his it in his yeah pocket. yeah oh. somewhere. Just put it so he sees it. And I'm telling you that'll that'll melt him. Wait, that's the best idea, Michael. You need to stop being so great. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my wife that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's good. Ben, that what do you true. think? Uh, yeah, you know, it's all, it's different for each person. I'm a big bourbon fan. And so if somebody were to buy me bourbon, it feels like me getting flowers. Like if I walk home to a new bottle of bourbon I've never had, I'd be jacked, like so pumped up and just like flowers, it's gone over time. So then you'd have to get a new one and, you know, reinvent it. (laughs) I really like the note thing though. I, I mean, I'm thinking I'm not like, I really don't love the small little acts like you know, and I don't love gifts because it yeah. kind of stresses me out. But the idea of getting a note and opening up my like lunch pail or opening up my suit jacket and seeing a note from my significant other, really, I'm just imagine it would melt me. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh my gosh. You should do that to Jessica when she's flying home, like right when she's uh, got her like luggage, and then sh- slip sh- it. I get in. it. I get it. We don't want it. She'll listen to this, so I don't. Oh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Damn it. We can't let her hear. Those are good uh, pieces of advice, guys. Yeah, good one. A couple of ghosted emails. Oh, we get a lot of these. Michelle says, I went to Australia a little bit ago and dated a guy. There was an immediate connection. Then I had to come back to the States. And since I've come back, he has completely ghosted me. There has been no communication since. There feels like there was no closure, but it's been hard for me to move on. Have you guys ever ghosted someone or been ghosted? What does it mean? Any advice? Mark, how often... Uh, you know, do you get these types of emails about ghosting? A, a lot. I really do. We do get them a lot. And it's sad. It's sad that this is how we treat each other in this, this day and age, the generation we're living in, as you put it, Ben. It's sad that we do this to each other because a little bit of communication. Look, if you live in America and he lives in Australia, there wasn't a very bright future anyway. You right. might have tried well. a long distance for a while. But even so, you still let the person know, hey, gosh, that was great. I really enjoyed that time. I don't think it's realistic for us to pursue this any further, but best to yeah. People don't like luck. confrontation. That's the it's thing. It's uncomfortable. They don't want to communicate that. Yeah. So, I, uh, Mark, is this a thing that, I mean, was happening in your day? Like, yeah. in your day, do you remember ghosting being a thing? I've on this very show talked about being, I call it the triple ghost. I was ghosted by three consecutive women. Oh. One after about two dates. One after a month of dating. And one <laughs> after two months of dating. <laughs> they just vanished off the face of the earth what? because they didn't want to tell me, look... It's over. They just said it's better to stop answering my phone and never speak to him again. But Mark, how many times you, did him. you try? Like, did you try like five texts, like in a phone call and then this give is up? Pre-text, or? I'm afraid to say, but uh, I, there were a lot of phone calls. I was, I tried a lot. Oh, you did? More than I should have, probably. I should okay. have gotten the message sooner. But you know how you do that in your brain? You're like, oh, they're just busy. Oh, they just, right. you, you, they're the you time rationalize, change. Yes. rationalize yeah. and justify everything. The, for someone, the someone, time someone, change. the time change. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been there too. Even when I was dating and 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 single, I've been ghosted. I did ghost, but 
at the same time, I, I guess it's easier from a marriage perspective where it's like now it's like, well, clearly they're not into you. Because when I was really into somebody, I would keep texting them yeah. or I'd keep contacting them. So, or I would tell them, hey, I'm going to be unavailable for the next, you know, yeah. 48 hours or whatever it may be. So, I don't know. So, Michelle, I know this isn't the news you want to hear, but... It's over. It's over. And he just doesn't want to tell you that. Yeah. And Jamie has another one. Uh, she says, I met a guy through work and he asked if, he, if I wanted to grab drinks. So, I asked him if he wanted to grab drinks with me and he said, yes. We had so much in common, tons to talk about. He kissed me goodnight. He texted me when, he, when I got home, and I responded saying, yes, thank you for tonight. I had a fun time. All signs pointed to him wanting to go out again. He didn't respond to me saying I had a fun time, but that's okay. The next day, he texted me again, asked me how my day was going. I said, my day's going great. How about yours? No response. A week has gone by, and I haven't heard from him at all. Am I being ghosted? Why would he text me after the date if he wasn't interested? I'm so confused, but I do not want to text him first. He's seeing someone else. Is that what it is? Has to be. I bet that that relationship was moving faster than this girl coming up to him being like, hey, let's grab a drink. So he was being polite. They worked together. He had fun with her. But then maybe he's been talking to another girl for like a month and that was progressing faster. And the fact that he, he would text her back, but he wouldn't respond to what she asked. That's weird. That's a power play, I think. That's just... That's just rude. It is. That's, that's all it oh, is. Oh, yeah. That's she's just... an asshole, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. So this is... So, Ben, so what do you think it is? If Stephanie's going to create a story, I'm going to create a yeah. story. It's one of my favorite games. Ben's you like, actually, across... this is how I really got Jessica. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing is he's going to play. He's not interested, but he doesn't want to be a jerk, and he doesn't want to feel like a jerk internally. So what he's going to do is he's going to text these random texts at random times that make no sense and never respond so that if ever comes back to him through one of her friends at work that you ghosted her, he'll say, no, I texted. Look at my phone. I texted her here. I texted her there. I just wasn't getting her text. Or oh, I wasn't seeing it. Or this was just confusing. It got confusing at the end. Because he does not want to have the excuse on him, especially from somebody that knows people he knows, that he just left her high and dry. Well done, Ben. Well said, sir. I've been, well, there. <laughs> been there, done that. Do you think any of it, too, with, with kind of still, commu- still continuing the communication is like keeping her in his back pocket? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Actually, I think that here is the heart, like the, the ugliest part is yeah. like Mark said, it's a little bit of a power play where um, he can keep her asking these questions without just closing it off and having the, the confrontation that doesn't allow any one person to have any more power. So, yeah, at the end of this, the ugly, the really ugly part of this is that he's just dragging her along until what happens one day when he gives her the phone call. Just in case it doesn't work out with this other person, if Stephanie's right, he can give her the phone call and be like, you know, I know it got weird for us. and I know it got confusing, but I'm still interested because she's still holding on. She's still wondering, is this ghosting? Is he not interested or not? So it's not ghosting. He's benching her. He's keeping her on the bench <laughs> in case the person who's in the game right now is, falls out of the game. Ugh, guys yeah. suck. She's, she's a role player. That's terrible. It is terrible. And it sounds like advice he got from some dude. Like, dude, if you want a girl to be eaten out of your hand, 100%. here's what you do. You text her, and when she responds to you, you don't respond. God, we're, the, we're the worst. We're the worst. You said, said we're the worst. Yeah, that's yeah, going to be my are. main <laughs> message for my daughters when they get older. Guys are the worst. Oh, wait, my dad told me to never get married. He got, we were watching The Bachelor, actually. <laughs> this is like seven years ago, and he was like, Seth, would you ever go on that show? And I was like, hell yeah, I'd be The Bachelorette. And he goes, no, 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 on The Bachelor. Like one of those girls. And I was like, oh, dad, like you don't know. I'm not competitive. You know that. 
And he was like, so you would never like fight for a guy and be very desperate to, you know, get that guy or get married. And I was like, no, I just hand him over probably. Like, I don't like <laughs> competition. And I was like, Stephanie, that makes me so happy. I want you to know that mom and I don't want you to get married ever. We will what? support you forever. They've been married for like 40 years though. Yeah. How do they sit there and tell you <laughs> I never get married? I don't, I don't, my, I Are don't they know. secretly miserable? No, my dad just you? doesn't like, he sees all these like crazy girls going for like a guy. And it's like in his mind, he's just like, my daughter's like acting like that. So desperate mm. to get a man. Like I need to tell her, like, she doesn't need one. Like we're not the kind of family where it's like, we want grandkids. But I see what you're saying. Better than my daughter is strong and independent and has her own life than is out there begging for a guy somewhere. And, I see and it children to into me, 33 and single and talking to dating coaches. <laughs> Woo. The team at the uh, Help I Suck at Dating podcast, we love to keep our temperature just perfect. If that's in life, if that's what we drink, it's getting a little hot in the room, but it's not too hot for a nice, cold, refreshing drink, and it's going to stay cold through Brewmate. The mission at Brewmate is to create the perfect drinking experience by ensuring every sip of your favorite adult beverage is just as refreshing as the first, no matter where life takes you. Their diverse product line ensures a perfect match for everyone, from insulated coolers for slim and craft cans, unbreakable nosing glasses, and insulated canteens that keeps a full bottle of wine at the perfect temperature for over 24 Hours. That's now that's some I'm interested in. No more half drunk beers, diluted cocktails, or wasted bottles of wine. It works with hot or cold beverages. Great for keeping alcohol cold, but amazing at keeping things warm as well. So you can use it for coffee, tea in the morning, and end of the night with a nice cold one. The perfect date night would be to fill this up with some wine and take it to the beach for a sunset picnic. Ooh, we're feeling special right now. <laughs> I filled mine uh, with some coffee this morning from my own favorite brand, and when I got home at the end of my work day, it was still hot right now. Listen up. Right now, Brewmate is giving our listeners a special discount of 15% off your first order when you go to brewmate.com and use our code Vanessa. That's 15% off when you use our code Vanessa at brewmate.com. Let's spell it for you here, okay? 15% off when you use the code Vanessa and you spell it B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com. Make sure you use code Vanessa at Brewmate.com. Ben, that might have been the best ad that's ever been done on the history of Help I Suck at Dating. We got a couple of podcast yeah. crashers oh, coming in our, during our show here. Hey, uh, Jared, is there anything that you want to tell the listeners? Uh, it's <laughs> April Fool's! Oh, we got Guess you guys what? so good. I bet you the listeners didn't even notice that they we had switched the hosts up on <laughs> I now. I have no idea. I probably go? liked it more, actually. How'd it go? What did we, uh, what did we miss? <laughs> Man, we got deep. Yeah? Yeah. Didn't we, Steph? Yeah, can I like stay on this podcast? <laughs> I, I don't want to go back to podcast after this. Oh, poor, poor we Wells. Had a dating coach on. It poor was epic. I've learned so much. You guys had Marnie on. Yeah, yes. she was fantastic. Yeah, she's lovely. Ben, did you uh, were you able to share anything with the listeners about how great it is to be not sucky at dating? Uh, I just talked about how my weaknesses in dating have brought me to find a person that uh. compliments my weaknesses with their greatness. And as a result, we're going to flourish like a phoenix into the sunset. D- Dean and Jared, on your time at Help I Suck at Dating, yep. do you feel like you've became more educated and any better at understanding love, 
sex, I, I don't relationships. Speak, I don't want to speak on Jared's behalf, but when he started co-hosting this podcast, he was single. This guy's getting married in literally three months. Yep, I got dumber since coming on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and I, I started this relationship single, went through a relationship, uh, and now I'm single again. So at the end of the day, maybe I'm not really learning too much, but... You're just learning more about yourself, which will set you up better for the future. When you do Jared's find gonna, that special Jared's one. going to thank Help I Suck a Dating at his like, wedding toast. Like, I just want to thank Dean and all yeah. the Help I Suck a Dating crew for it's this. It's in my vows. So, <laughs> so Jared and I were at a club in uh, Connecticut this past weekend together. And uh, we like had this little section to ourselves. We're standing in front of the whole crowd. And Jared just starts looking at me. And he starts chanting, Help, I suck at dating. He starts getting the whole crowd into it. Help, I suck at dating. And ever since then, I think at his wedding, I'm going to be trying to do the same thing in front of everyone. Uh, just for full clearance, uh, Dean and I were the only two chanting that, by the way. The whole club was not chanting that. Yeah. Dean and I were just in the corner. Help, I suck at yeah, dating. Yeah, we were catching a lot of bad looks. Um, hey, but guys, thanks for, for hosting our podcast for us yeah, while man. we were... Uh, well, I guess... Uh, it was so much fun. Vanessa and I hosted Pratcast today. How was it? it well, it was great. Cool. This is great too. Cool beans, guys. Cool. Where's cool. Uh, Jana at? Jana did uh, Almost Famous with Wells. Okay. So they did that. And Jared. I did Wind Down with yeah. Ashley. Nice. We got, yeah, we got real emotional. Ashley cried. I mean, that's obviously no surprise, but. <laughs> Wait, we literally have every podcast. We have Almost Famous, Help I Suck at Dating, Pratcast, and Wind Down. Oh, yeah. we're missing Scrubbing In. That's oh. the only one. Uh, uh. Did Scrubbing In have a sub or did they just go norms? They did their own thing? Oh, come on. Seriously. Did, did Stephanie talk about her uh, looming date with Derek? No, but I just told Amy that you asked me out when you left. <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, I thought left, I was going to embarrass wait, wait, wait. you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Left right. where? That wasn't a secret. Oh, I, I was trying to embarrass you. I'm pretty you. sure I asked what? you out after that football game that we went to yeah, together. Yeah, Amy just reminded me that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't remember? No, I just don't. Hold on. Hold on. Can we put some context in and there? Because I'm lost. go like right through me. I don't really... And I always think like things are a joke. I thought we spent a magical afternoon together at a at a football game, Rams Eagles Week 16. It was so much fun. And then you asked yeah. her out on a date after that. Well, no, I, I come to find out even just before they started recording this episode that she was trying to flirt with the guys two rows ahead of us, and she had a big crush on Sean McVay, who's the head coach of the Rams. I know who Sean McVay is. Yeah. He's married. Don't worry about it. You're yeah. fine. No, he no, he's just no, got a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, Sean. Sean, oh, was, Sean was my coach when I was played for the Redskins. Oh my God, you're my connection. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Stephanie, just so you know, I'm still sitting right here. Yeah, you have a date with Dean, okay? Um, Wait, that's actually awesome, though. Yeah. I think yeah. I think you were too young. Yeah, that's what it is, sure. How old are you? And I was on my phone too much, remember? Oh, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I don't like phones. You were on your phone literally twice as much as I was the entire time. Oh, Ziff, I was looking at the coach. Let's talk about uh, Derek's and yours date coming up. Wait, in how Napa. old are you? I'm 27. I turn 28 next month. Let's talk next month. Great. Oh, my God, my birthday. Oh, I'm April. I'm April. 11th? Oh, it's April. month. Oh, I guess it's April now. It's April, April 1st. April yeah. Fool's Day. I didn't realize. I'm April 17th. Oh my God, we're both Aries. Wow. Huh. So much mm. common yeah, already. Are you going to Napa this weekend? <laughs> I'm not. Huh. Two Aries. Crash and burn. Oh, horrible. Um, well, we can talk later. Great. Can't wait. The coach huh. wants me to start dating. <laughs> um, ben, how is your relationship with Jess going? Yeah, I mean, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's going really good. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I, I, I really just have had a blast. It's been fun. It's made my life a like a lot better and a little like a lot more clear. Yeah. Um, I guess overall, just there's like no issues, which is crazy. Like my, it's just like really fun and it's exciting, and my life has just gotten better with her in it. So you'll get there. I, 
those issues will come. Um, but yeah, overall, really great. And uh, I spent my birthday last week with her, um, and she found me my favorite bourbon. So, like I said hey. earlier on the podcast, the replacement for flowers for a man is bourbon. a bottle of bourbon. Wow. I will say I'm living to follow you guys on Instagram because you guys are both so adorable. Oh, damn. Every single, I know. <laughs> every single picture I you guys post, I get a little flutter in my heart, and I'm like, that's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Dean, you're always there to support me, to love me well, um, and I feel better after coming out of this podcast. I do. I feel more prepared for my relationship with her, my friendships with all of you, and that's what this podcast is all about. You boys are just the cutest, most adorable people just beautiful. ever. Yeah, we know. I like. I've had so. You can keep telling us though. They really are the cutest, <laughs> sweetest guys. Well, we try. You guys are. Dean's the cutest. Anyways. There's hope for us all, single ladies. Let me wrap this up with some thank yous. We need to thank Third Love. Go to thirdlove.com slash Vanessa for 15% off today. Noom. Go to noom.com slash Dean to start your trial today. Love Noom. And since your day's not full enough, go to brewmate.com. Get 15% off your first order by using the code Vanessa today. Vanessa got two codes this week. Wow. I swear to God. Majority. Not one code in <laughs> beauty, my name. Beauty thus far. over bronze. This there, Jared. What are all the codes ridiculous. on Lydown typically? Is it? Oh, it's everyone. Is Jana? Jana? Oh, it's all Jana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about? Uh, um, I'm Michael. gonna slide a mic in there. One of these. Days. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be confused. What? Yeah. Also, did you guys get sandwiches out there? The ice, yeah, the ice were delicious. So good. So hey. delicious. They're all over the place. You should find them. The Dutch crunch bread. So the sandwiches are all crunchy and delicious. delicious. I had the Elvis sandwich. It was pretty fantastic. I had the Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I had the Hugh bomb. as well. Mm. Yeah, really Roast good stuff. So find Ike's Love and Sandwiches near you. It's loveandsandwiches.com. It's at Ike's Sandwiches on social media and download the app for more. Lovely. Um, and to all our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Help I Suck at Dating. To our hosts today, Mike, Ben, and Stephanie, thank you guys so much for being in on our elaborate April Fool's, April Fool's joke. April Fool's. Whoa. <laughs> Pool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see you next week for another episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to tune in because maybe we'll suck a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.